Welcome to another episode of Game Source Podcast. Um, my long-awaited return, it seems. Uh, tonight we got our usual crew with us: Gerald, Chris, and Sam. With me, of course, being your host. Another beautiful day in paradise. Remember to check us out on www.yourgamesource.com for the up-to-date, um, credible gaming entertainment news. Um, I guess to and yeah, <laughs> get us kick started the uh, this evening, we're gonna talk about probably one of the biggest topics right now in the the industry is which is uh you know the heat up of the handheld wars between Nintendo and Sony. Uh, Obviously, as you probably have already heard uh, through through a number number of means, the uh, recent decline in price of the uh, 3DS, um, that price took effect as of the 12th of August. Um, It was reduced down to $169.99. Most retail outlets uh, such as Walmart were honoring the price prior to the um, decline in price, but uh, that also kind of leads into... uh, you know the PS Vita, which uh, Vita, Vita. was you know, was unveiled at uh, at E3. Um, it does have a confirmed release of sometime in 2012 for the U.S. and Europe. So I guess uh, you know that poses the question, you know, which is going to be the uh, the uh, the prospect here that gets uh, gets the upper hand on the other, either uh, you know the 3DS with the price decline or the uh, much anticipated PS Vita. Gerald, do you want to take us on that? Well, I guess I will start off by saying uh, it's a smart move to reduce the price uh, just before the holiday. And um, obviously, they have now learned their lesson by you know bringing the 3DS out to such a tepid response. Uh, the lo- the launch lineup was extremely poor. And when your best-selling game on the system is a, an actual remake of something that's over 10 years old, uh, you knew it was time to make a drastic change. Uh, Nintendo reported that they had to uh, readjust their their analysis by about 83% of what they thought they were going to do uh, for the entire year. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of heads are rolling. Uh, I just say, uh, as I said on my blog, uh, stated in my blog, uh, which is you can find on www.yourgamesource.com. Uh, I think it's karma. You know, they had life is great. You know, how many uh, DSs sold have sold in this lifetime, Nick? Uh, you're looking at a total, roughly. Let's take a look here. So well over 140 million, I think. 140, right? 147.7 and then, billion. And then the Wii is eighty something million. Uh, Eighty-seven point four, and then three sixty fell in at fifty-five point three. PS three fell in at fifty-one point nine, and the PSP um, actually was sixty-nine point one. Well, just to me, it just uh, speaks of arrogance on the part of N- Nintendo to to bring out a system with that lackluster of a launch lineup and just think because it, it says Nintendo on the side of the box that people are going to buy it en masse. And uh, I just am glad that they're making a right decision to make a price change very, very quickly. And I'm just hoping that uh, once Vita does come out 
finally next year for us here in Europe and U.S. For in Japan, they're luckily they're they're very lucky because they're going to get this year. I just uh, look forward to to seeing the big battle come about when Vita finally hits the market. Sam, what do you think? Um. Honestly, with the 3DS, I thought that the 250 launch price was a little steep, especially with their less than glamorous launch lineup. Um, I I only recently got to play one a little bit, and I mean it's cool, but like with Zelda being the uh, top selling game doesn't surprise me at all. It's actually really really cool, but with Vita, I mean I thought it was going to launch for a lot more. I mean it's what 250 and 300, right? Yes, AT&T yeah. is, is not the most uh, widely appreciated and loved, as uh, Chris will tell you. Now, I, ha- I, ha- I have an iPhone, I have AT&T, I will admit to that, but um, I think it's cool what they're doing with the two different kinds, and I think they're doing, I think the 250-300 is a really good move on their part, because I, I I was anticipating, like, with the PS3 when that launched at, like, $600, people still bought it. So I thought it was going to be, like, I thought it was going to be 400 for the Vita, but I was wrong. Well, well Chris yeah. I, and I, when we stopped by the uh, Sony booth, we got to take a closer look at the Vita. Chris, uh, I mean, firsthand, you thought it was awesome, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, just all the new features that they've added. Really, the biggest thing that they did was they didn't add in a bunch of new features like the like the 3DS where it's 3D without glasses. They took the best of everything and added it in there. Touchscreen, Wi-Fi or 3G, a GPS built in, a touchpad on the back, which is kind of a new feature, but still all of the things that they've added were just enhancements and uh, just things that people want to see in a game system or in a portable game system. It's going to end up like the Engage. I feel like (laughs) the DS is more about titles because, like, I feel like they have a lot more, like... If I may interrupt for just one moment, what do you have, sir, against the Engage being that I'm probably (laughs) one of the five people left on the planet that has one? Exactly. You just stated the you just stated the facts. You're I know, one of the I've, last five people on earth I was to have being one. Faci- I was being facetious, but uh, <laughs> uh, Sam, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had. Oh, en- no I, I'll battle people to the to the death on Engage. <laughs> um, I just feel like the 3DS is more about the titles, and the Vita is more about the software, like what's actually in the unit. Like the 3D and the 3DS, it's cool, but it's nothing fantastic. But like what Chris was saying, how like they really amped up what they were already doing. So I feel like the 3DS is going to do better. Like my personal thing is I'm not getting a 3DS until a Pokemon game comes out for it. So like that has nothing to do with the unit. It's that I want a Pokemon game. But with the Vita, it's like it just I just want to see what it can do, I guess, Le- I, and less of what's going to be on it. Give it I a just month. Know, I just want to know how you can trade in 3D. <laughs> it's like your new costume's coming right at you. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, truthfully, even with the uh, the price decline, well, I mean, I guess technically as of the 6th, DS sales were 115,000 worldwide. 3DS was still down at thirty-one thousand, so we'll see how much the uh, see how much of an increase there is. I mean, statistically over the history from two thousand nine to two thousand ten, uh, I mean two thousand eight to two thousand ten, rather, you know, you're looking at back in two thousand nine, uh, the Nintendo DS held the number one title 
next to Wii at 28,000. You know, 2009, you were looking at 29, I'm sorry, 28,000, I mean 28 million, and then 29 million. Bad year. Yeah. yeah, real bad year. 2010, they had 20, about 20 million. So, I mean, you saw maybe a decline, about 8 million, but they still held the number one title for three years. So, it must have been a pretty uh, big blow to Nintendo to uh, release such a poor launch title and at a ridiculously high price. So, truthfully, I really don't think either one of these handhelds are going to do, um, truthfully, anything. Um, especially Sony with their, with their, you know, wannabe PSP phone. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying their, uh... The Xperia? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not buying it. I don't think it's going to sell particularly well. They, they can amp up as many bells and whistles as they want on it. It's just... Well, you can't because you just got a fabulous Sprint Evo. Oh, fancy oh, that coincidence. I have one, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And then they had their 3D Evo, which really, really, uh, pardon my French, it blew. Ah, uh, no, I disagree. And Sprint, if you're listening, if you would like to send me a free 3D Evo for plugging it on our world famous podcast please just contact us at yourgamesource at yahoo.com sorry so you know uh, with the a man can dream <laughs> with the uh, growing list for 2012 um, as we'll kind of get into here in just a couple minutes um, you know it seems like these major retailers especially over the uh, June to uh, the end of August as we're rolling up has been extremely weak game releases um, uh, you know and it's really crippling to uh, uh, to sales you know at least in my opinion you know I don't know if this is due to, to sales fear or if they just need more development time I, they had a pretty impressive lineup for 2012 based on the uh, content they displayed at E3 in my opinion but um, truthfully, I I, uh, I don't know what these game developers are thinking, but they they really need to crank out for a strong end of 2011, or they're going to be suffering going into the first quarter of 2012. Well, I'll tell you right now, and I'll, before I turn over to to Chris and Sam, um, if you get a chance to check out our site www.yourgamesource.com, and you go to my page, Yes Elvis Lives, uh, you will see an updated to the minute delayed to 2012 or purgatory or whenever list of games that uh, should have come out this holiday season that were scheduled to come out this holiday season which unfortunately like you said either due to sales fears or what have you have our production issues um, and development issues have have bit the dust um, some of those games that that look close to being ready I my opinion was was that it's been a slow three months here in video games. If one of those games could have pushed themselves forward, they might have seen themselves a lot of success. But uh, before uh, I say that, like I said, just check it out on yourgamesource.com. Check it on my blog, and you'll see the updated list. And every time a game gets delayed, which should happen again uh, to 2012, I just update it on my site constantly. So take a look at it. Uh, Sam, Chris, any thoughts? Sam first. Um, as far as games that are pushed, or see, I haven't really minded because I'm more of a 
on my Gamefly queue a bunch of games from like three years ago. So it's actually nice for someone like me who I, I don't get games right away. I mean, certain ones I do, but like it's almost nice to have this kind of dry spell just because like it gives me time to catch up on everything else. And so, by the I way, mean, for all you people who have Gamefly, Gamefly sucks. Just to let you know. It just takes for it takes forever, but beats buying a ton of stuff. Like with the old stuff, it's like I don't know. The only thing about Gamefly is it takes forever. It does. I had it for two years. Uh, I can't get my two years back from uh, in my life from that. Um, I, as I stated, uh, as I stated to you, Chris, when we talked about Netflix on a previous podcast. Um, you know, I hold the same standards to Gamefly that I do to Netflix, and when I drop a DVD and a game at the same time, and my Netflix comes in the next uh, new Netflix selection comes in the next business day, and Gamefly doesn't come to a week and a half afterwards, uh, that just tells me right there that uh, they don't deserve my business. Chris, your thoughts? Oh, okay. Um, as for the games that have come out in the past, like I don't know, maybe two months, it's been kind of dead. Um, but what are your thoughts on uh, the games, so many games being uh, shifted to the first or second quarter or you know, whatever next year? Next year. Yes. Basically. Uh, it's not... I mean, it's not going to hurt me because I already know which games I want this year, but uh, and with all that money being spent in games, I'm going to be broke. But uh, <laughs> for some of the games that are going to be coming out, they should just bring them out this year rather than waiting off another three, four months, unless it's not ready. But I mean, it's like not- you just said, like if you if all those games came out this year, you'd be broke. So like, part of me thinks, oh, if all these people are buying all these other games, they're not gonna have enough money left. Because I have the same thing. Like, come fall, there's like three or four games I'm getting before 2012, and that's definitely gonna be hurting my wallet. So maybe developers are like, all these other people are gonna be spending money. And maybe they're not going to have it for my game, so they'll push it until, you know, people get their Christmas money. I don't know. I mean, uh, if the games are anything like the new Fable that they previewed at uh, at the uh, Microsoft press conference, I can understand why they would delay that. (laughs) That that was actually a 2012 release uh, originally. Yeah, well, it needs to be like a 2020 release. (laughs) Poor Peter Molyneux. Someday what he says is going to actually happen. That game sucked, and it's going to suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. There's Chris, no you're, Chris you're, you were about to say something, Chris? Wait, what? Oh, uh... Oh, I don't even remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nick, yeah. uh, Nick is on a tangent today. We have, uh... There's Angry Birds. Now, today we've got Angry Nick. Right. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I got. I rightfully so. I have to tear that game to shreds because the last one sucked. Fable one was okay, and Nick, three was just horrendous. Nick, when's your birthday? Next month. Uh, well, then next year, your next birthday, you're going to be getting a new Fable game. <laughs> Terrific! I'll use it as a uh, as a coaster on my table. <laughs> Well, anyway, go ahead, Chris. Let's. What's going on? What do you? What are your thoughts on the? Let's just see how much we can interrupt Chris and lose his train of thought. Exactly, <laughs> man. I'm like losing all my stuff. Okay, here I am. Uh, as far as certain games that are coming out 
next year that should come out this year, or certain things, not just games, but like the Vita, uh, if it were to come out during the holiday season, that would boost up PlayStation or Sony's uh, like sales completely. I don't think that they should wait until March or April of next year when the Wii U is supposedly supposed to come out. Uh, it just, I don't know, bad marketing in my opinion. But do you think also could be an issue that they saw the D- the uh, 3DS uh, issues with a lack of a, uh, a quality launch lineup? And even though that you and I both saw that they have some really good uh, titles that are going to come out at or near launch, you think uh, that some of those titles are, are not enough titles are ready so that they can actually release the hardware? Because I think the hardware is ready. Yeah, well, the hardware is definitely ready. If it's being released in Japan... Yes. It's like followed by example. Nintendo released terrible titles and therefore overpriced their system, which wasn't worth it. So Sony actually did one intelligent thing and went, oh, well, we don't have strong enough launch titles. Our product is going to cost too much when it comes out for the holiday season. So let's wait a year and release it and be intelligent about this and release it with strong launch titles at a decent price. In the middle of no particular buying time. Exactly. So well, they, after their anonymous breach, I guess they strategically thought about this. But the good news for Sony, as you mentioned to me uh, earlier before the podcast, uh, Sony is actually selling more units right now than either the 360 or 3DS. Is that cor- uh, Or Wii. Is that correct? Yeah, I um, believe it or not, sales... Um, sales, the projected sales averages actually did average PSP selling over the Wii. Uh, it was for uh, a brief period of time, but they PS3, they did. right? Yeah, PS3. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. You know, like I said, uh, I, as I stated before in previous podcasts, I think Pia, the the Sony's got everything to gain and also everything to lose if they don't uh, win this holiday season. So I still like their chances, even though uh, Twisted Metal. Uh, as far as a first-party title has been uh, pushed back to 2012, uh, but I still think they've got enough titles to differentiate uh, differentiate themselves from uh, their competitors, and I still think I still predict them to be the winner this uh, this fall. Guys, any thoughts? Um, I do have a Vita-related question that's a little off-topic. Um, as far as the Wi-Fi and then the 3G one, like which one do you think will be sell better? Wi-Fi. Uh, Nobody wants AT&T's terrible service, Chris. I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna be an issue because you still have to pay uh, on a monthly basis. Oh, is it like the iPad where you have to do that? Yeah. Yes. It's still like the iPad, but when you think about it, it, it's about even on uh, iPads, uh, 3G, and Wi-Fi sales, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be about the same for gamers in. Like I have a I have a Kindle and they have the the ebook thing and like they have Wi-Fi and 3G but the 3G I don't pay an extra fee that is included in the additional cost that I paid as AT&T provides it for free and only the Kindle though not for iPad or the PS Vita So the PSP you're going to have to pay what is is the iPad is 25 a month It's 25 as well for the PSP Oh F that PSP. Sony you should have went with Sprint Still, uh, who's going to want to pay 25 extra bucks? That's not worth that. Nobody, exactly. It's not. Units. So I think in answer to your question, it's originally... Be the Wi-Fi. 
Yes. Uh, it's a beautiful system. That screen on it looks awesome. <laughs> uh, when I saw it in person, I, I just, you know, marveled at the colors. Um, but I just, you know, I think that I think nobody's going to, once they see the prices, like you said, who's going to be paying three over $300 a year in extra, extra services uh, when it's not going to be... How many of those games are actually going to be involving uh, actual uh, multiplayer gaming as opposed to maybe just, you know, downloading stuff? Yeah, downloading, communications, things of that nature. Um, go ahead, I'm sorry. They had like a national average, I forget what it was, of people who actually, you know, they have all these really, you know, stupid commercials about people like jamming on their PSP outside of a McDonald's and all this other stuff. How many people do you actually see doing? using an AD Hawk or infrastructure wireless connection wherever they are to go multiplayer online on the PSP. I mean, really. Not you know, I don't think the uh, the online multiplayer community is going to be that large. I mean, maybe a little bit larger than what it was because of the 3G capacity and, and a non-Wi-Fi leash that you have to have on, but still projected... You know, projected multiplayer. I I don't think they're 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 really overshooting the um, amount that amount of people and gamers are going to you know do this multiplayer thing online. Uh, then I agree with you guys. I think uh, I think the answer is uh, going to be that people are more people are going to get the uh, the non three G version at two fifty. Yeah. Um, what can I say? I just can't imagine like how they're going to market that because I don't know how many people are going to know. They'll Hopefully probably incentivize than, it with a free game. Hopefully better than they did the move. Because like, people aren't going to know rough... <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, obviously I didn't know, but like, people aren't going to be able to tell, like, oh, you have to pay an extra $25 a month. I mean, they're not going to market that, obviously, but they can't pretend it doesn't exist. Well, they're yeah. probably going to just add, say, you know... Uh, this monthly fees our, apply. Know, yeah, monthly fees apply. Our partnership with AT and T. Oh, by the way, get Uncharted Golden Abyss free with the, when you buy the uh, 3G version, probably. Hey, take yeah. it from us. We work for Sony. Their advertisement and marketing sucks. <laughs> what are you talking about? Those commercials with like that vice president, Kevin Butler. He, I love Kevin Butler. Okay, Kevin Butler is the only yeah. good thing Sony has going for him. Beside that, their marketing and advertisement sucks. <laughs> You then again, just... the Kevin Butler commercials so, don't kudos, really tell you anything. Kudos to you, Microsoft. <laughs> kudos to you. You are just full of venom today. I like it. <laughs> I like it. We got a feisty Nick on our podcast tonight. Feisty Nick. Down boy. Down boy. <laughs> All right. I think we, we got to hose him off uh, uh, during the break, don't you think? That's probably uh, a good idea. Speaking of break, we're our, our sponsors are, are telling us to, uh, yeah, um, we're going to go ahead and go to break. We'll come back and do the... Uh, We'll come back and do some game reviews. If you'd right. like to sponsor us, you can contact us, though. At yeah. your game stores at yahoo.com. And Kevin Butler, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you back in just a second. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. Yay! Great job, girls. All right, we're back after a short recess. We host him down. And I tell you what, he is just steam came from this man. <laughs> um, Gerald. Exactly. I used usually the other way around. But uh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, we're going to go into uh, a couple gaming reviews here. I'm, I'm going to actually uh, hand it over to Chris. Um, I know he's got a couple he wants to start out with. Chris, you want to start out with Alice for us, sir? Of course. Alice Madness Returns. It's... Let's Trippy. just say, to start off, it's it's another game out there. Uh, <laughs> it is a... I That's mean, a great review. It's just another game. The it's end. another game, but it's not bad. It's not terrific. It's not AAA material or anything like that. Um, for the most part, it was a very good platformer. It has a lot of hack and slash value to it. Uh, lots of, I guess you can say... Uh, provocative uh, content, not for the weak of uh, faint of heart. It's bloody. There's a bunch of stuff, uh, just kind of demented in a way. Uh, as you go through, you kind of have. Well, obviously, you play as Alice uh, from Alice in Wonderland, and you're going through Wonderland as Johnny Depp. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> you're going through Wonderland, and it's completely. It's twisted. Twisted. Uh, yeah, it completely changed uh, the way you feel from the movie. And as you go through, you find, uh, I guess, horrible things about your past that relate to how Wonderland is being uh, tortured and uh, changed. But for the most part, the gameplay, uh, it's it feels just like any other platformer, any other God of War, Dante's Inferno. Uh, just running around and collecting all the secret materials and going through and really just listening to the story mode, uh, fighting a couple bosses every once in a while. But uh, nothing too big. It's more, I mean, I would rent it, but it just takes a little bit longer than you would expect to be. Uh, but for the most part, it is a very good game. Uh, I know that Sam said she played it a little bit too. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Um. Yeah, I played it a little bit. Um, like you said, it wasn't anything... Like, it was good, and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, what really, really got me about the game that made me go on was just the environment. Just how... It's just this perfect amount of creepy, and like... Oh, yeah. It's just, like you said, like, twisted. It just I really, really like that environment. Like, playing with the lights off, and just like... Like, all the different weapons and stuff, that was really cool. And when you find those little, um, you find those little things where it's just like a little snippet about like your past, and it oh. just as you go, it just pieces things together, and you're just like, wow, this is kind of effed up. But yeah, true. it was, I really liked the atmosphere of it. Like, it was twisted and like creepy, but not like terrifying. Oh yeah. So yeah. I didn't get too too far, but I liked what I played. <laughs> so what well, kind what of score you would you give it, though? What kind of score would you give it? Uh, out of ten, I'd probably give it about a seven. I think I was at like seven and a half, eight-ish. Oh, okay. Because I'm really like I'm I, the story where it was going, like that really got me. Yeah, that I, think electron- I like think like I think Electronic Arts would love you both because uh, that's that's two of the higher scores I've seen on that game. <laughs> I think it just yeah. depends on who plays it. Like the gameplay was, it's been done pretty much. So it, yeah, some it's, game reviewers got a war with a different story. Yeah, like some game reviewers, if it doesn't give you something new, they don't give it a good score. They don't judge it on, like they, it's like they're comparing it. It's more subjective, but like, if you try to be objective about it and you're like just judging it as its own game, not in compared to God of War, not in compared to Dante's Inferno, like it doesn't do anything new, but that doesn't make it not a good game. Yeah, 
And you also have to remember that it's just kind of a remake off of the original one that came out like yeah, 10, 15 years ago. And it's it's a much better graphic version. I played both of them to understand the differences, but it's a very good game uh, for, for its type. I mean, obviously some people would be critics and say that, oh, it's been done before. and It's hard to shine in that kind of category, though. Yeah. Like, plot, like hack and slash platformer. Like, yeah. It's hard to do something new with that. But I mean, for the most part, it was a very good game. Still, I I definitely enjoyed it. What I, I the one thing that I don't see me doing though is going through and playing it again. Just one of those games that you beat it and then trade it in, sell it, give it to a friend, and something else. Well, I did want to tell the listeners out there and also the people that that look at our podcast uh, when the subject of Catherine came up. Uh, I know Chris just jumped all over and said, "I want to do the pod, do the review." I want to do the audio review, I want to do the, the text yeah. review, so I know that's the next one on your list. Uh, so tell us, Chris, <laughs> you know, outside of the blog, which everybody can, can catch on yourgamesource.com on the Killer X Wolf blog, what, pray tell, is your review of Catherine? Catherine is, in one word, amazing. Uh, it just has a, a little bit of everything that makes a game very good. It has puzzle, it has mystery, horror, uh, violence, multiplayer, a good story. It has everything in there. And there wasn't, I mean, for the most part, I'm a multiplayer fanatic. I have to play everything uh, online or something weird like that. This was all single player or maybe even just a two console split screen kind of deal. But it caught me as as a very good uh, a very good storyline and my I, question I, I, is what no. do you what is it like what do you do well, <laughs> all right well in Catherine there's there's two the, the main character that you are to start off is Vincent and he's uh, in a relationship with a girl named Catherine with a K uh, as you go through you find another girl named Catherine with a C and uh, stuff goes on between them yeah, because Man. that's not weird, right? It, no. <laughs> Just coincidence. And uh, the the story happens in uh, two different ways. During the day, you're awake, you're texting, you're talking with your girlfriend and this other Catherine, uh, your friends, you're having drinks at a bar, playing video games, uh, everything. You can just basically control your person, you control how it ends, how conversations go on, uh, whether you're hated or liked by everybody, just go for it. Sounds like uh, Sims, anybody? Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Is it like that, or is it... More sexual-based Sims? <laughs> it's not sexual. Well, I guess you can say it's sexual-based because you're talking about sex every once in a while, but... It looks like it looks like Hubert gone bad. <laughs> and oh. Atlas, who made Persona, if you remember those games, uh, very gruesome. And that's where they added it in at night. Uh, basically, at night, it's a puzzle, and you're climbing up to get out of your dreams or your nightmares. Once you reach the top, uh, sometimes there'll be multiple levels, and the last level is always some kind of a boss. Uh, whether it's your girlfriend with a fork and she's trying to stab you to death, uh, or it's a giant baby with a rattle that's trying to shake you off the entire building so you fall to your death. Something I got experience with both of those, by the way. <laughs> okay. Now, difficulty was, has always been a, a big part of Atlas games. I mean, oh, yeah. Dark Souls. Oh my gosh, that game is really difficult. 
I know that's been uh, something that's talked about when concerning Catherine. Tell us, how difficult is it? Catherine is a very, very frustrating game. Uh, I recommend that people play it on easy, just so that the easiest difficulty, there's only three, easy, medium, hard, pretty simple. But play it on easy so that you can at least understand the story, so you can at least have fun with the game. I started off straight up on normal. Uh, I figured, hey, puzzles aren't that hard. I don't like them too much, but they're not that hard. And I, one, two, three, I've gone through three controllers already. Uh, <laughs> most of them are either in the wall, uh, on the ground, in half, buttons are missing. That's a cool uh, decor- decorative touch to your, uh, yeah, your lounge. Exactly. Uh, I, I took one of them and I started hanging them up like diagrams for my roof now. And uh, the game is definitely frustrating. Uh, I do the, not game's to, not, I, the game is not for the faint of heart. No, not at all. Uh, with not just because of its graphic detail and uh, language and everything, but the actual gameplay itself is very difficult to understand. Is it, is it gru- so? It's gruesome is, and scary. Is that like yeah, as far as not for faint of heart? It, both in like emotionally, it's not for the faint of heart, as well as like what you uh, like uh, mentally. Yeah, emotionally and mentally, we'll just say that. I um, might be taking it, it off my game for IQ, because I'm kind of a wuss. <laughs> well, if you, wait, do you have, you have it for Xbox. You only have an Xbox, right? I have an Xbox and a PlayStation. Well, I've got it for the PS3. You can borrow it, if you'd like. All right. Uh, back to the review. It's more... It is a very gruesome game. Uh, there's a lot of demented kind of stuff, kind of like Alice, but in kind of... In kind of a weirder way. Uh, I mean, Atlas just has that kind of imagination where they throw everything off proportion, uh, give you some weird scenarios, uh, but it all makes sense in the end. And then plus all these puzzles being super hard, a five-year-old will definitely this unless he's already in Harvard. Uh, it gets very confusing on how to beat the game, uh, which is why I really recommend you play it on easy. Anybody play it on easy first, just so they can at least enjoy the game and not hate it as much as I do until they beat it. Uh, but uh, in all honesty, it, it was a very good game. Like I said, it had every like aspect of a game that it needs. Uh, puzzle, multiplayer, great story. Uh, graphics were even good. So um, what kind of score did you give it, sir? Personally, I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, and the only thing that kept it down was some of the cutscenes. Uh, it, not that they were bad or anything, it was just the sound threw me off. Uh, it would go from loud to quiet, loud to quiet. I think that was a part of the game itself, because it happened in the demos. I tried it for Xbox and PlayStation, same deal, two different TVs. So it's nothing with the console, it's the game. But for the most part, an 8.5 for the gameplay itself, for everything in general. Well, I guess I can give you my review, and that's going to be for... Uh, Wipeout in the zone. Um, I can tell you pretty much if you want to play a game with that's broken, uh, play that game because it uh, it's broken. Uh, if you can actually get through in a level in Wipeout in the zone, then you do, you're doing yourself a favor because uh, it is truly excruciating. I gave it a 3.5, and what concerns me is that uh, there's going to be a lot of other lame Connect titles coming out in the future, as Nick pointed out previously. They're coming out like this. So. 
Well, maybe Nick? you just can't move to it. Just saying. This, this uh, is true. I, I have the game as well, but I actually can beat the levels all in one or two tries. Okay, well then what kind of score did you give it? Personally, it, it wasn't as good as like every other game, but I still gave it a little bit better than you. I gave it a 5 out of 10. But <laughs> uh, I gave it more or less for the hu- for the humor. Uh, the relatability to the actual TV show, uh, just kind of getting up. and It's a heck of a workout, though. Uh, running in place, messing up the whole time. But for the most part, the actual gameplay itself, yeah, that's what really killed it. Uh, but, I, like I said, a 5 out of 10, which still not that good, but a lot better than what you need. No offense. A lot better than 70% of the Kinect games that are out right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that one, honestly, there's a bunch more games that are better than that. Of course, Dance Central, Connect Sports are two of the oh, top. Please. I don't want to oh. hear about Dance Central. That game is uh, That's real. because you can't dance. It's a lot of fun, Nick. It's beyond the fact that I can't dance. It's the game is just so overplayed, and if I have to hear freaking Lady Gaga one more time, well, I'm it's actually Cascade or Cascada the, that plays the theme song. No, it's terrific. Oh, All right, guys, we're gonna go to a we'll to another short recess while Chris uh, sings some more show tunes on our way out, <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with the uh, a round table of doom. everybody and he's still on fire and i'm yes. still on fire it's only take number three <laughs> all right so and again i have to restate just like i did the two times no soundboard this time or i have been threatened with impending death from sam i didn't say death i just said violence okay so including their sword battle or an m9 <laughs> which will be oh by the way round table of doom which will be the re- the best three three and i literally mean the best this year. We have on our lineup Battlefield 3, COD, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Uncharted 3, Gears of War 3, Resistance 3, and nobody seriously better pick this one. Saints Row the third. <laughs> so these are all the the third the, the third. Yes. Yeah, the third the third iterations that are coming out this holiday season. So which one, in your guys' opinion, is going to be the best of that bunch? Is it the one that we would like the most, or the one that we think is going to do the best? Which one do you think it's going to... Well, actually, not sales-wise, because sales-wise, I think, you know, you've got to say Call of Duty. But yeah. which, which quality-wise, how about that? Like, most okay. satisfaction from, the, from everybody. Yeah, okay. the best... The best uh, critical rating from you, you know, that you're going to give of these games that you're going to play. Let's say you played all of them. Which game do you, is going to be the one that's okay. going to say it's, it's the best one? Certainly not Saints Row. <laughs> Take too much on that game. Uh, let's um, start with Sam. Um, I am going to go with Gears of War, just because of personal bias, and I just think. Like, you got Battlefield, Call of Duty, some of these are kind of bro-y games, so, like, people are going to buy them, not, I mean, and I'm sure they'll be good, but, like, I just think Gears of War, the first Gears of War didn't have, was great, didn't have much of my story, second one really stepped it up, and I think with this third iteration, they have a lot of opportunities to really make it great, so, I'm going to go with Gears. 
I disagree with you on that. I think that the second one really took a step backwards. Really? Yes. And um, and, and everybody said the multiplayer was great once it got fixed, but by that time, you know, it was a year later, and 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 most of your casual players had left. A year later, um, and a uh, and a limited edition later, and it was finally good. <laughs> but um, I guess, from my opinion, would be Saints Row: The Uncharted Three. Let's go with Uncharted Three. <laughs> I was just trying to psych you out, Nick. Um, just messing with you, Nick. Um, Uncharted Three for me. Uh, Uncharted Two was the game of the year for Game Source of the year 2009. Uncharted was one of my favorite games and is on my list, uh, which you can see on my blog on yourgamesource.com. Um, Uncharted Three seems to be a great way for the uh, series to continue because it doesn't look like it's going to be wrapped up. So I really think the uh, quality-wise, it's going to be probably the best of the slot. Uh, Chris or Nick? Yeah, you know, you got Uncharted Three. That's my, that's my pick. Just Uncharted Three. All right, I, I that silence means I, everybody would like an elaboration. Uncharted yeah. Three, um, Uncharted Two was not only cinematically impressive; the gameplay was uh, um, very uh, dynamic, as Uncharted has proven in its uh, long history success. Um, not only is the uh, gameplay unrivaled. Um, the storyline is intriguing. Uh, the plot is certainly a um, uh, can be a very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A very per- kind of it really keeps you captivated, and uh, it really keeps you guessing throughout the entire game. You know who's the traitor, and you know who's selling out who, and who's blasting the next guy away. And um, the uh, it had a you know not only an impressive uh, you know dynamic overall. The uh, it's literally like playing through a movie. Um, the second one, as most second titles bomb, um, number two actually um, was a progressive success in the series. Um, I have high expectations for number three. It had a very impressive uh, cinematic performance at the uh, E3 press conference. Um, gameplay again looks fluid. Um, experience with the multiplayer. Um, it kept consistent with the uh, with number two's multiplayer, with some added little uh, features into it. Um, I expect uh, Uncharted Three to be the next game of the year. Chris, well, to review them all, Battlefield Three should be all right. Call of Duty Three should be all right. Uncharted Three should be all right. Gears of War Three should be the best. Resistance Three should be all right. Saints Don't Rose say it. <laughs> Saints Row Three should be. Just about Purple. as good as Saints Row 2, which wasn't that good. Obviously, but, some people liked it. So. Yeah. Honestly, I hope nobody on this was, podcast. Look, well, the I only thing is, I, I do want to say with, with THQ, they've been uh, suffering financially. They recently announced last week that they're going to be discontinuing their, their interest in movie-based and child games and strictly dealing with uh, their own IP games. Um, so they have a lot of, of of pressure riding on this particular game, and I really think it's uh, something that they need to do very well and change opinions such as yours, Nick. Otherwise, uh, they're seriously going to be in trouble. But uh, Chris, yours, Gears of War three is your choice. Yes, by far. Uh, not just because I'm a huge Gears of War fan head, uh, but mainly because from all the hype I've seen from it, um, the the promises that Epic has made. It just seems like Gears of War Three is gonna be probably the most satisfying game this it's year. It's gonna be epic. 
It's going to be epic. Oh, look at you. Why do you think that Epic named themselves Epic? Because every game they make, other than Bulletstorm, is epic. Now, now they just need to make their cover purple, and then it'll be real epic. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because then that's Saints Row. And then, uh... Oh, of course. The purple stupid t-shirts that we got, naturally. Yeah. Imagine. I um, other things, too. But, uh, for the most part, honestly, Gears of War 1 was extremely good. Uh, they had some things they needed to add in there. Gears of War 2 as well. Uh, more or less, I think the multiplayer was just kind of a upset. Um, but the storyline that goes through all the Gears of War series is... In my opinion, better than Battlefield, better than Call of Duty, compared to Uncharted, and beats out Resistance and Saints Row by far. Um, but it's just the way that Gears of War is, multiplayer and single player, it's probably just the best game that's out there right now. Agreed. Disagreed, but uh, no. I guess time for next time, uh, our next topic, Nick? No comment. Um... Which AAA title is most headed for failure? Yes, I spelled that out. Failure this holiday season. And, by the way, any of the ones we just listed are can also fall into those categories. <laughs> He's probably saying, hint, hint, Saints Row. Yes, uh, Saints Row the third. What is your gripe with Saints Row? It's a terrible game, bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. I guess he and doesn't like per- I, it should be burnt in a mass staking and we should pick <laughs> it. Yeah, I obviously doesn't like the the color purple uh, which no. uh, Saints Row the 3rd is associated I mean with like this really resistance a third one? I mean the second one wasn't even that good. I mean really a third one? I mean really well, have to, you have to know how the world ends. Oh yeah, of course. I guess I neglected to no, you know, make note of that factor number two. Yeah, and that's uh, the same with Gears of War. They have to know how the war ends and how and how Sarah gets destroyed by the yeah. Locust and Lambent. So, and then they'll and, make a Gears of War four. You know, and then and it'll the same be Saints Row. They have to make sure that the main character and the Saints all die because the other gangs around there kill them all. Yeah, and I mean, chart, it, it's real simple. Drake dies. That, that's that's how it ends. We all know it. So uh, obviously we zombie. <laughs> zombie so, now in Uncharted Four. So we know uh, that that's obviously Nick's choice for the uh, the title headed for failure. Correct, oh, yeah. Nick. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris, your your title that you think AAA title that you think is going to be uh, most headed for Doom. Uh, Resistance Three. Uh. As much as Nick hates Saints Row, I still see some potential in the game. Oh. Uh, up until uh, GTA comes out with a new one, but Resistance literally isn't leading anywhere. Uh, I don't see why they would make a third one. I guess other than the fact that, like I said earlier, they need to kind of finish the story. I think they were bored. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, I think Resistance, considering it's only a single platformed game. It's only going to be on PS3. Uh, so you're not going to get that much popularity out of it. Saints Row at least has three different things it's going to be on. PC, computer, or PC, Xbox, and PS3. And they're going to suck on all three. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just have to say that uh, 
that resistance isn't going to be as good as it should be. Sam? Sam? Um, as far as AAA goes, honestly, I don't really have one. Um, Both for things, bro. <laughs> I just think, you know, to each his own. Uh, some people apparently like Saints Row. Um, some pe- people like Resist. If they're already on their third, I mean, it doesn't necessarily make them good, but people are still buying them. Um, really, as far as AAA, to be a AAA, you kind of well, have that expectation. Of, I mean, does it have to be AAA? Well, uh, which game this season, uh, this holiday season, do you think is... is- Set with a lot of hype. That's that's really not going to match I, that. I worry about Dead Island. I know we brought it up before we started recording. I think I'm so on the fence about it because, I mean, the trail like the trailers look cool, but like I just can't fully put my faith in it. I guess like I don't think it's going to fail, but I do think it's going to be one of those hit or miss games. Well, maybe they should have like instead of landing on an island. You know, like, who would go to an island with zombies on it? Yeah, I, mean, I just a, think because it's gonna—it's not—it's sh- a zombie game that's not a shooter, not not distinctly a shooter. It's more it, of an adventure game, so it's just like it hasn't really been done too popularly. Wait, yeah, so we said so Left 4 Dead. I mean, beating zombies to death—I I don't know how effective that really is. I mean, bullets barely kill them, so. Uh, you know, I mean, it's I love Left for Dead. I love Resident Evil. Like, I love that whole scene. But like, Dead it's going to be in a, it's going to be inevitably inevitably compared to Left for Dead, and and I'm not sure it's going to match up. Is that is that pretty so much? What I, the, see, I feel like Left yeah. for Dead had really no story. All you really just mowed stuff down. I feel like Dead Island. What they're trying to do with it is give it more of a story, give it more of an action adventure, instead of just mindlessly mowing stuff down. And getting from point A to point B. Like, I don't think there's a... I love Left 4 Dead, but, like, I don't think there was that much depth as Dead Island is anticipating. I must say, in Left 4 4 Dead, you're not really all that flame retardant when getting a Molotov cocktail thrown at you. (laughs) Um, Even the the famous machete is not quite as effective when you're on fire. But um, that game, however, should be on fire. Um, That Dead Island... Well, my title's... uh, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you said it should be on fire in a good way or a bad way? Uh, You know what? I don't know. I'm kind of in part. I'm trying to think of something bad to say about it, but (laughs) it it looks like it's okay. So, I don't know. Like, maybe I have to retract that comment because I don't really know if I want to engulf it in flames or if I, like, might want to rent it. I don't know. I'll have to to see. Yeah, like, I'm on the fence about it. I like Left 4 Dead, so... Well, my title's a little bit different. Um, I My AAA title, which I, I think is most likely headed for failure, is Rage. See, I didn't know we can go off the list. I would have said Rage too, but... Yeah, well, there's no list. It's just uh, that's a, a oh, okay. AAA title. Uh, I think you said the same three that we were... The same no, length. no, no, that was the previous topic, which was the best oh. three this year. Uh, the best third iteration. Uh, the 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 this one was this question was you know which AAA titles most likely headed for failure this holiday season and and I think it's going to be Rage. Rage actually falls into the uh, 
the lowest the uh it's actually 20 on the american uh pre-order chart 101,000 pre-orders uh that doesn't mean a thing alpha protocol had a lot of pre-orders you saw what oh. happened to that dare speak the name of that game <laughs> um rage <laughs> uh was all the rage pardon the pun uh back in 2010 and won a lot of awards uh but this time E3 came up and, and really no one cared at all. And uh, I really think uh, that we're going to see a lot of issues with that. I know the, they just made an announcement that um, for you to incentivize people for buying the new game as opposed to used copies of it, they're going to block off parts of the single game experience. Uh, uh, yeah, you know how most of these games are doing uh, the, with the codes for multiplayer. Well, they're going to do it also uh, that you'll need a code to experience uh, good portions of the single game experience as well. Oh, give me um, a break. I, <laughs> well, I, I, I just think that, that the hype uh, for it was last year. Uh, I think the the interest level in Rage is it's gone down considerably. Um, I saw, uh, and what we saw was not overwhelming uh, this, to this point this year for it, and I just don't see it uh, quite living up to the expectations that uh, the uh, Doom creators have for it. So, let me get this straight. Not only do you have to buy the game at full retail price, but... Well, if you have, if you buy a new copy, you get codes inside. That oh, will let, so. you experience, let you experience the whole thing. But if you buy it used... And you don't have uh, a code for it. You have to pay so that you can experience uh, uh, good portions of the single. Uh, That's single. like giving, like buying a puzzle and being like, "Here's most of the pieces." But like for to cut out single player stuff, it's like, "Here's most of the pieces." But if you want to finish the puzzle, you have to buy these extra pieces. It's yeah, just so a ma- it's I'm just a matter like- of. You- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no! I was just gonna, I'm gonna be like GameStop. So I'll say I'll sell the game to you for fifty five dollars, and then sell the other half of the game for you for another thirty five dollars worth of cards. <laughs> so, yeah, great, great developer. I hope you, you know, I hope you really thought that through. Well, we'll see. I, I like I said, I think uh, at this point in time, there's there's uh, not a lot of. Uh, Good feeling about the game uh, as it once was, and I really think it's going to affect their sales uh, for for not only the Doom creators, it, but also as well Bethesda, that's uh, you know supplying a lot of uh, financing behind it as well. So. Oh no! Don't tell me that. That's I've lost my faith in Bethesda. Oh, I don't know. It was Bethesda. It's that's Bethesda. That's remember, sad. It's a sad don't you, don't you remember walking by the booth, the Bethesda booth? Maybe I intentionally blocked that out because I have so much faith in the Fallout series and Oblivion. I just was hoping that they weren't funding that, but that's terrible. Maybe they should make Saints Row. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they should make Saints Row. You know, it, you know, it's almost like developers like that. Saints- Saints Road the Apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like developers like that that should be like banned from the industry for making such bad games. You're saying Bethesda should be banned? No. No, 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 no. They're a publisher. You're talking about it. it, uh, The creators of Doom are uh, developing this game. Yeah, exactly. That's That's what I was getting at. 
Um, you know, actually, we wanted to interject something else on this, um, and that is the... Please, Amer- by, by all means, I'm sure it would be uh, <laughs> spice up the conversation, so to speak. <laughs> Just don't go all out. Pre-order charts, okay? I'm going to give you guys five games. I want you to tell me what you feel, which this is really an unfair thing because uh, it's obvious, the first game right off the bat, which is going to be, in ranking order, the top pre-order pre-ordered game through the future, okay? Gears of War 3, okay? Wait till I finish. Okay. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Battlefield 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 on PS3, and Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim, of course, on 360. Where is, where is Old Republic on that list? <laughs> I said the top five. Well, I'm putting Old Republic... Old Republic isn't even list. on top 20. Oh, dang. Oh, Really? Really, really. So if it's well, because it probably probably because it doesn't have a re- like a definite release date yet. Exactly. Uh, Deuces X is on here. I don't know how that made it on seventeen. <laughs> Deus X, because oh. Deus X is coming out uh, next week. Ah, uh, week in a day. Let's see. Okay, Deuces so. Okay, so we all oh, know. I'm Call sorry. Of Star Wars is on here, number nine. My bad. Oh, what? On and it PC. doesn't even have a release date. It's only coming out on PC. It's not coming out on consoles. No. True story. I think my computer can handle it. It better. No if comment. Xbox had it, then All right. know a lot more. But... The top five. What do you guys think oh, is going to be number five out of those five I gave you? All of Sweet. Skyrim. Which is going to be the most pre-ordered? Yep, Skyrim is number five. Oh, oh, number five. My bad. Yes, it, we gotta play. We have to play a guessing game from and, uh, worst to best in top five. Okay. I would. Oh, but you said Modern Warfare on different consoles. Uh, Modern Warfare three sixteen PS three. So does that count as one unit or two separate? Oh, it's two, two separate. Oh. And then you it'll, got pro- it'll probably be it'll probably be easier this way. Number five is Elder Scrolls, and number one obviously was Gears. So, but who do you think? I mean, these are Xbox, projections. Uh, Call of Duty. So who do you think overall? Uh, Gears of War three is sitting at one million three hundred ten thousand pre-orders as of right now. Yep. Yep, mine's um, in there. COD Modern Warfare three seven hundred fourteen thousand. There's a significant drop to Battlefield three. Battlefield three is sitting at three ninety seven thousand. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare three on PS three, which is really not very surprising, is three hundred one thousand. That's almost four hundred thousand less. On 360, and then Elder Elder Scrolls Skyrim is 276,000, but it's sitting at rank five. So, projected, who do you think overall is going to disacknowledge these numbers I gave you? Who is going to take the number one slot for the most pre-orders? Wait, I thought you already gave us the list. No, th- those are the those are the I numbers. Think, I think what he's trying to say is at the time of their release, even each game yeah. releases. Yeah. Which will have the most pre-orders? Uh, oh. So let's say Gears of War does about two million pre-orders. Mm-hmm. Um, I but it comes out before it's in a month. Your, yeah. uh, Call of Duty. I'd it's say Call month. of Duty Modern Warfare Three for the 360 will surpass that by the time it comes out in no- in November. I don't mm-hmm. think it will. I think Gears of War is going to stay top for the year. Now. Mainly because I think more people play Gears of War than Call of Duty on the 360. Uh, but when you consider Call of Duty as a, a in all three major game consoles, PS3, Xbox, and PC, it would definitely outbeat Gears of War just for a second. Yeah, I think that's what... I agree with that. Like, Call of Duty, 
total is going to have more pre-orders, but when you split it up by console, not no one console is going to overcome yours. But I think it's going to be a moot point because at the end of the day, by the end of the year, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is going to destroy Gears of War 3. Oh, it will, saying. but since it's divided on that list by console, it like, won't. the question <laughs> at hand, I well, agree with Chris, it's going to be Gears because no one console is going to surpass Gears. But Call of Duty as a whole. But Call of Duty as a whole will. Overall surpass. I would say that. Now, as long as War came out as in all three consoles, then perhaps. Yeah, then it'd be more of a toss-up. It was funny. I don't remember the movie that... I can't remember the actor's name. He was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm terrible with actors. Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt, thank you. Oh, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I've always wanted to see that movie, and the way his accent is is just hilarious. So when are we going to talk about Old Republic? Are we going to talk about that this time, or are we going to wait? Uh, I think that's going to be on our next podcast. We just have one I'll... podcast for just Old Republic. No. I'll just I'll, I'll have my own. I'll just talk about Old Republic for two hours. Uh, that would be awesome. We could set that up. Uh, but I do know we want to talk. let our, everybody know um, what's coming up as far as uh, uh, The Fall 2011. Us. Yeah. The Fall 2011 yeah. preview. And which our, will, our which will include... Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic and an extensive report on Star Wars The Old Republic by Sam. How about that? Are we talking video like the upcoming video we have we're gonna do or are you talking videos for the fall two thousand eleven previews we're gonna be doing on the games? I would be talking about the video shoot that we're going to be doing very soon covering the fall our opinions on the fall season. Yeah, that's what I figured. Okay. Just making sure. I know. I know you've been thinking about Brad Pitt, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I want to go back just really quick, a couple of weeks, and I wanted to ask if any of you guys watched, uh, watched or went to uh, 2011 Evo. Um, I did. I was there for a short period of time covering it for YourGameSource.com, and uh, it it at the Rio it it, it was truly quite an experience. Um, it just the the battles to see them in live in person. It just was just uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to I, see how totally they seen, get into it. I've never seen such an intense video game playing. It was. Well, I think oh that's God. what the fighting genre. I think that's what the fighting genre produces because it's just one person against one person. Oh yeah, and, and it then comes you, down to the final like seconds, the final little tiny movements that you do that can mess up everything. But everyone is on their the edge of their seats, just waiting to see what happens. Well, I, I look forward to it next year, and I believe it's going to be back here in Las Vegas, and and uh, yeah. definitely uh, we'll we'll see what we can do to arrange a a shoot out there to 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 cover it more extensively for uh, the video game leader here, yourgamesource.com. Don't forget, guys, uh, CES is coming up in January, and we will be doing a um, live pop live podcasts from there as well as um, some video interviews and conferences. And yes, I'm going to be wearing that stupid bear thing on my head. Hey, Sam, speaking of which, Sam, uh, when you get a chance, uh, send us a, a photo that you would like to put on the site, because I know we're uh, getting some feedback to, to see uh, you know, what kind of uh, picture that we can put for you, uh, put on. A picture of me? Yeah, because we've got, uh, we've got uh, Mr. Bearhead has his picture up <laughs> there. We've, we've got the man with Ozzy up there. And you got the the picture of me getting getting punched out by well actually I get punched out I get shot at I get uh, swords I get an omni blade to my neck you know 
If there's any uh, pictures that you'd like to see put on the site, uh, just please uh, um, send it over. I will. Well, I already have one of mine. Yeah, just send it to me. I'm, send, I'm sending it right now. I love this picture. <laughs> yes, so um, please expect um, a uh, podcast next week. And um, I think if nobody else has any other comments, I think we will. Well, I, th- I think we've got it scheduled for early September. Oh, did we? We pushed it? Yeah, so it'll be early September. Okay, yeah, for the video. If there's, But if something comes up beforehand and we need to do an audio podcast beforehand, you know we'll bring it to you right here on yourgamesource.com. And uh, Chris, how can they follow us? You can follow us at many different ways. You got a Facebook? Go to facebook.com slash your game... No, slash game source. Sorry about that. Uh, Twitter as well, at game source. Uh, and if you just follow people on YouTube, weirdly, uh, you can go to yourgamesource.com. Is there any other way to follow people on uh, YouTube? Uh... Well, I don't we can know. Watch the videos, definitely. I mean, We're we can ask people to subscribe to us, but I'm not trying to push us out there like Ray William Johnson or something like that. I, hey, um, I'm I'm a cheap shiller. I I will. Uh, I'm a cheap salesman. Call me what you will. I'm just trying to promote <laughs> uh, uh, the site that we have, uh, and because we love doing it, we love being a part of it, and like uh, we just like wanted people back. to know. Yeah, we 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 do. We want to see. We want to hear from you. I want to read read what you have to say. Want you, you know, we'll post your comments if you want. Uh, post your reviews and thoughts on games. We just want you to be a part of the yourgamesource.com community. And uh, yes, that includes even Nick, our editor in chief, beloved, you know by the way. I, I want I want one person to to email us at yourgamesource or yahoo.com and I want them to say whatever they want about Nick. I just want to read one thing that they want to yell or tell Nick. And if you're female, I don't mind you know, <laughs> having my number on there. That's cool by me. Yeah, just, just like, just go, I want to know Nick's number. Just yell that out there or email it in capital. Put it in the subject line. Put it in the subject line. I want to know Nick's number. You know, I might just I might just edit it and then just uh, put that on MP3, what you said, Chris, and just send it to Nick. <laughs> so he'll get... So he'll get an audio recording of you saying, "Yes, I want Nick's number." Yeah, let, me, let me re-say that. <laughs> I want Nick's number. <laughs> See, he made it even clearer that time. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, make sure you check us out. We'll have our podcasts up on iTunes. Um, don't forget, um, check us out. We got a live feed up there, or I shouldn't say live feed. I mean, we have our um, established feed up there. It's under uh, Game Source. You can find us under either Game Source, Game Source Nevada, I believe it's also one of no, the... No, it's, it's Game Source Podcast. No, I thought we also, we also put um, Game Source Nevada under the, one of the tags. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, because I, okay, I also got Game Source Podcast. You can find us and subscribe to us under that as well. Yeah, and then we uh, try to have these podcasts up in this timely manner as we can as long as no technical issues become an obstacle for us. So... Remember, check us out on www.yourgamesource.com, and uh, you know we're always welcome to uh, emails and feedback. We'd love to, um, you know, have you as contribution for our website. And uh, if you are interested in becoming a member, uh, it doesn't matter where you are. So if you're listening in, uh, um, or you know, across New York, doesn't matter what state you're in. Uh, we can do a uh, audio feed. We can call you in. We can get you on the air, and uh, you know, we'll have a good time. 
So, um, again, check us out on www.yourgamesource.com, and I think that'll just about sum it up for tonight, right, guys? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. well, have a good night, ladies and gents. Don't let the locusts bite. <laughs> Nick, take a chill pill. Take a chill pill. Well, uh, maybe with, maybe with some ni- a nice you know glass of rum and I, I don't know I just you know you need some Jack Daniels. I hear you shouldn't take photos of alcohol or operate heavy machinery. Yeah, the soundboards the soundboards enough for Nick. I like my soundboards. <laughs> See you next time, everybody. All right, bye guys. Bye.